listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 12th of October 2021. Later, the reflation game on the share market. But first, is Australia about to get another domestic airline? Bonza is planning to be a low-cost airline. That's its name, Bonza. And I spoke with its CEO, Tim Jordan. Tim, why now? Because we're still in a pandemic, domestic borders are largely closed, and there's no guarantee of what the future will look like. Yes, um, there is no no guarantee in terms of the future. But what we, I think we can say is um, the light at the end of the tunnel is getting brighter every single day. Um, So if we fast forward to the second quarter of 2022, when Bonza is expected to, subject to regulatory approval, um, get into Australian skies, um, I think the outlook should be much brighter um, for domestic travel across the country. And that's what this is about. Even if things do return to some sort of normality once you're able to be in the skies, what makes you so confident that Australia can sustain a fifth airline now domestic? Um, I, I absolutely agree. You know, if, if whatever the industry is, if businesses actually uh, do the same thing, um, then that's going to cause fri- financial stress um, for those businesses. Um, what we're planning on doing, what we will be doing and executing is something very different. It's something which has been executed elsewhere around the world. And with our investment partner, um, 777 Partners, um, we will be executing a, an airline which focuses on brand new routes um, more than half of our routes that we operate will not be are not currently operated by any existing airline. So the competitive profile will be very different. This is about is about growing the market, growing the market for the leisure traveller. It's not about the business traveller in any shape or form. And um, that is what we will be delivering to the Australian market from coast to coast. So that means more of a regional airline. Um, we we do look at the regions and say. Um, there seems to be a, um, a a bit of a gap, a significant gap uh, across the country in terms of large regional centres and the breadth of destinations which are currently offered by incumbent airlines in those locations. Um, travel to and from um, more than half of this country um, is actually quite cumbersome at times. You know, you're going from point A to point C via point B, um, and that's, you know, that's a bit cumbersome and it's something that the rest of the world has actually moved on from in a large way. So it really is a no-frills airline and it'll be up to the consumer to pay for any individual add-on that they want. So they're just paying for the flight. Yeah, they're, they're paying for great service, um, great on-time performance. Um, we believe we can deliver great on-time performance. And, um, yes, from that point onwards, um, we, we believe that customer choice, you can actually self-service in terms of what you would like on board the aircraft. But you will great, get great service from a crew that really wants to deliver on board Bonza aircraft. You've launched other low-cost carriers before. What have you learned? Um, I think you learn a lot from all of those experiences. Um, yeah, I've been fortunate enough to be involved in um, in Virgin Blue 20 years ago, not in the launch, but in their um, very rapid growth. Um, I was involved in the Philippines um, quite deeply in their um, the growth of Cebu Pacific, but also just recently launching the first low-cost carrier in Kazakhstan. 
um, Fly Aristan, which is now the largest airline across um, Kazakhstan. So you learn different things from um, all of those experiences um, and you learn from things that you got right and things that you got wrong. And when you do expect to eventually be in the sky, how do you think um, the general flying experience will be like? So, for example, will we still be needing to wear masks when we fly domestically? Um, I, I, I think uh, if we've learned anything um, in the last two years, it's difficult to predict what the future holds, um, especially when it comes to health mandates. So um, I wouldn't like to really say um, where we will be at um, when we move towards, um, towards the middle of 2022. Okay, so that's uh, the CEO of Bonza there, Tim Jordan. But can it survive, as it says, without touching the golden triangle, which is between Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne? And, of course, it depends on who you ask as to how many airlines there are in Australia. But you've got likes of Qantas, Qantas Regional, Jetstar, which is the low-cost carrier of Qantas, Virgin Australia. Remember, it wound down its Tiger Air low-cost carrier last uh, earlier in the year. And then there's a Rex Regional Express, which came into the Golden Triangle, and there's the Fly-In, Fly-Out Service um, Operator Alliance. So to find out a bit more, I spoke with aviation consultant Trevor Jensen. Trevor, there may be up to six domestic airlines in Australia already. Can we afford another one? Well, the Australian market really is only a two-and-a-half aircraft market, so it's going to be quite a challenge. It's going to have to be a very interesting product to be successful. What do we know about Bonza so far, and can it work in Australia? Well, very little. Uh, only really what's been in the press today, and that is that they're going to fly on the regional routes. Now, the bulk of Australia, the money made in Australia is flying on the Golden Triangle, that's Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne. That subsidises the rest of Australia. So, again, as I said, it's going to be quite a challenge to, um, to make the money. What, what do you make of its timing? Because there's a lot of uncertainty in the market as well. Do you find that peculiar? Well, yes, but also uh, this is a great time of opportunity. And I think that everybody's reassessing the airlines, looking at new ways of doing business. So from that perspective, uh, this is the time of opportunity. So this is the time to hit. Trevor Jensen there, aviation consultant, now to the Australian share market, which fell despite a rise in NAB's business confidence survey. There's also an increase in the ANZ Roy Morgan Consumer Confidence Index, but by the close of 200, lost 0.3% to 7,280. For more, I spoke earlier with Mathan Somersundaram from Deep Data Analytics. Mathan, US bond yields are on the rise. What does this mean for markets? Yeah, it's it's an inflection point. We've risen back to around February, March of this year. So it's a fairly decent height. So when it goes around these levels, it starts to put pressure on equity valuation and starts to create that uh, elevated inflation is likely to hang around. So the bond market is selling off and it's going to push transition in the equity market. So we're going through a, a uh, I guess the inflection point where things are changing from growth-oriented investing to more value-based investing. What happens when you add into the mix the potential for the US to start pulling back on economic st um, stimulus? Yeah, so you've got two sides of it. One, you've got the tapering on the QE, which will again probably put more pressure on yields to go higher. And then you've got 
debt ceiling problem that's going to come back in December, which will curb the amount of fiscal stimulus. So that means there's a less handout. Uh, we've already seen economic downgrades come through in the US, China, and Europe. So I don't think that's going to slow down. I think we'll get more economic downgrades. I know everyone likes to be very optimistic, but the reality is over the last 12 to 18 months, the economy has been mainly supported by handouts. So as the handouts fades and the economic cycle picks up, there will be a delay and things will slow down. What does that mean for the markets then? Yeah, this is going to be interesting because the markets are trading at historical high multiples and you've got pretty high yield and you've got pretty high US dollar. So US dollar index is at 12 month high. You just can't have all three holding up here, especially when growth is getting downgraded. So inevitably, we're going into the Q3 reporting season in the US. I suspect we're going to see a lot more pressure on margins. Um, So in that context, there will be downgrades coming. And the markets is pricing in solid growth. So I think that in the short term, there's real risk in the US as stock starts to disappoint on earnings outlook and margin outlook. I think you'll see a bit of a pullback. And so how do you invest in in an environment like this? What do you like? Yeah, so we are targeting, um, I suppose, sectors that benefit from the reflation trade. So we're looking at, for example, insurance sector, which is the unloved sector. In the financials, everyone jumps on the banks. Banks are slightly overpriced for what it is. Insurance sector is unloved. So as yields go up, insurance sector does quite well. So we like IAG, QBE. Then we're looking at the reflation trade in the food prices. So if you look at most of the food sectors, they're all doing well. Farmers are doing well. If you look at the fertilizer prices, they're going quite well. So we're looking at on a domestic front, we're looking at someone like elders who give you that exposure into that sector. On a global basis, we're looking at Incidec Pivot on the fertilizer and New Farm on the seed technology to add to that chemical exposure globally. Nathan Somersen-Darren there from Deep Data Analytics. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. (laughs) 